What a great day. What a great choice to make to come together, not only to enjoy a good meal, but to uh, spend time looking into God's word briefly and and then spending time in prayer uh, for our community and and for our nation. And so at this time, I'd like to introduce John Neitzel, pastor of River Valley Christian Church, and he's going to be giving a brief message from the word of God. Thank you, Shed. You noticed he said brief. We'll see. I want to welcome you to the 7th Annual St. Croix Valley Prayer Breakfast. 7th Annual. 7 is a biblical number of perfection, God's number. You notice that today's event is on May 7th. So you start to see a pattern developing, the seventh annual on the seventh day of the month. I believe there are seven churches represented here. So you can see the pattern, and and it's it's by no uh, chance that I get to be the seventh speaker. And the reason that I get to be the seventh speaker is I couldn't dodge it anymore. I I tried to... I've done successfully over the last six years, but they finally caught me and I get to speak this morning. First of all, I want to welcome and acknowledge all who represent uh, government, military, business professionals, emergency service, and education. I want to thank you so much for what you do for our community and for our country. Let's give them a round of applause, please. Many times it's a a very thankless job. You uh, either are forgotten, or when you're needed, there's a a problem that's being dealt with. You come in, you deal with the problem, and people are so busy with the moment that they don't even give you a thanks. I want to thank you for all that you do. It is it's such a blessing to have have you have our the people in our community who are servants at hearts, who are a blessing to us every day. I also want to acknowledge, which because I don't know that we've ever done this before, I want to acknowledge the, the pastors in the room, those who serve their congregations. Could I have the pastors stand just for a moment real quick? We don't usually have them represented. And we don't usually uh, pray for that area in our community. Maybe we should. But I want to acknowledge them, especially the ones who who put on this event every year. There's a lot of work, there's a lot of organization that goes into this, and and, uh, I'm very honored and very blessed to be a part of uh, a group of ministers who gets together on a monthly basis and uh, pray for our community, pray for uh, our churches, but also the, the wider community and for the valley itself. And it's an honor to be a part of a group that isn't, they're not selfish. I've been in this long enough. I've met churches that are, that are, uh, that don't want to be a part of the, of the bigger body of Christ. And, and I just want to say, you know, say publicly how blessed and honored I am to be a part of a church or a church body in the valley that is really led by a group of men and women who are full of love. Thank you very much. It's wonderful. 
And lastly, I want to welcome all of you regular, ordinary, common folk who somehow happened to find your way in here this morning, because you are a blessing. And your prayers are just as important, just as powerful as everyone else's. As we pray this morning, as we gather together and and acknowledge that God is the one who has the answers, it's all of us, the body of Christ, who standing together will see the, the hand of God move in our area, in our community, and I believe even in our world. Amen? So why are we here? Why do we pray? Uh, we talk a lot about this as the National Day of Prayer and how President Lincoln was the, the first to, was it Lincoln, I believe, was the first to, to establish a National Day of Prayer. But why do we pray in general? What, what's the whole thing? Is it because God somehow doesn't know what to do and he needs us to fill him in on what's happening down here and, and get it all straightened out for him? Hey, God, I got some things I need you to take care of for me. Well, I'm pretty sure that's not it. He's all-knowing, all-powerful. The Bible even says that, that he knew what we needed prayer for or what we were praying for even before we asked. So it isn't a, 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 a helping God fill, uh, straighten things out here on earth. There's something more. It's also not somehow manipulating God to do our will. We can't pray, our will be done on earth as it is or it should be in heaven. Prayer... Prayer is something much deeper and much more important than that. Prayer, and I'm going to give you the, my three points right up front, just in case you happen to fall asleep, you haven't had enough coffee yet. I'll tell you what the three points are right up front. I'll fill them in quickly, and then we'll get down to business. I believe the, the three points, at least that I'm going to mention this morning, are this. Number one is that we humble ourselves. Number two is that we admit that we don't have the answer and that we're the problem. Number two is we align our will to his. It isn't getting God to, do, to align his will with ours. It's us taking the time to, to stop, to, to realize that God has a plan for this world. And it's helping us to understand and to know him in such a way that we align our will with him. And thirdly, it's to know him. To know him. There's not a government official, not a, an educator, no, no one in the military, emergency services, business owners, or a parent of a teenager in this room who doesn't realize or hasn't come to the point where you've said, I don't have an answer for this situation. Admitting that we don't know everything. Admitting that we can't solve everything. Admitting that we are not all knowing, all present, all, all powerful is the first step to seeing the will of God happen. Acknowledging that you know who has the answers, that's the most important part. Acknowledging that we do believe that God does know and he does have our best interests in mind and the best interests of the world around us, that is is the most important. Even Jesus humbled himself. And we could get all theological and talk about the fact that Jesus was God. But Jesus prayed. How does that all work? Well, we don't have time, and obviously today or over the next long period of time. But Jesus humbled himself. Philippians 
uh, chapter 2, beginning with verse 5, says, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by, by, by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus even said his own words in John chapter 5 verse 19 says, he says, truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, that, that the Son does likewise. By humbling ourselves, we make the statement that I don't have the answers. There's been many times in my life where I've been brought to my knees, literally, because I realize that my answers are, are wanting. They're, they're lacking in wisdom. They're lacking in power. There's nothing like lying on the floor of a hospital room overnight as the, the, the life of your wife and infant son are hanging in a balance that causes your prayers to become very real. God, I don't have this answer. I don't have the power to fix this. The great medical ability that surrounds me in this hospital right now doesn't have the answer. Their answer to me is, well, the next couple of hours will tell. It's in that moment that your prayers become so real. God, you're God. You get to decide. You get to move according to your will. But I trust you. I trust you. And I believe you. And no matter what happens, you're still my God. That's humbling. Our world needs humbling. Our leaders need humbling. Because somehow, we, somehow human beings have decided that we've got the answer. And we're wrong. Prayer humbles us. It causes us to, to step back and to realize that there's not a thing that's going to happen in this valley today that God doesn't already know it's going to happen. There's not a life that'll be saved or lost that he is unaware of. He is God. And the more I get to know him, the more I realize it's a humbling situation. Prayer causes us to be humble. Secondly, prayer aligns our will to his. If we don't have the answer, we have no right to declare what God should do in our behalf. Matthew chapter 26, <clears throat> verses 38 and 39 say this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. 
And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it, is, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus was hours away from punishment and death. He understood from Scripture what, it was, what was going to happen to him. He understood by what the prophets had said that the Son of God, the, the Messiah, was going to be arrested and beaten to within inches of his life, horribly treated, humiliated, mocked, drug out to the edge of town and hung on a tree. He knew that the hours ahead of him were, were going to be full of agony, pain, suffering. And you can see here, even in the midst of it, he, doubt, he wasn't necessarily wanting to go there. If this is possible, remove this cup from me. But, but, not my will, your will be done. Aligning our will to his is so important because God is omnipotent. God is omnipresent. He's seen the end from the beginning. And he knows that perfect path that we're supposed to walk and that, that the lives around us are supposed to experience. And as long as we know him and as long as we hear his voice and as long as we listen to his counsel, I believe he will show us what we should pray, how we should pray. How do we do that? How do we know what his will is for us? Well, he wrote it in his word. He gave us his will and testament. He gave us his plan for this world. He gave it to us. But if we don't know what's in it, if we don't read it, if we don't apply it to our life, then we're just going through this life muddling along and stumbling in the dark. The Bible says that it's a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet. By knowing his word, by knowing his will, we can align our will to his, even if it's not really rosy and fun and cheery in the future. But we can trust him that he's working all things together for good for those that are called and love him and are called according to his purpose. His plan for us is good. We have to trust him and we align our will to his. We say your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And all of this leads to my last point that we're to know him. In that prayer where Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane in John chapter 17, and we read that whole prayer where he prays for the church, he prays for unity. He, doesn't, he prays that God won't take us out of the world, but that through the world, through the situations, that he'll be glorified. In that prayer, in that section of Scripture, which is his prayer that night, is my favorite verse. And I believe that in prayer and through prayer, this verse is fulfilled. John chapter 17, verse 3. Jesus says, And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. This is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. 
the most important thing we can ever do in this life is to know God, is to know Him, not know about Him, not have heard about Him or read a book about Him, not to have somebody that you know know Him, and since you know somebody who knows Him or know somebody who knows somebody who knows Him, you somehow get a pass. No, it's about the fact that we know Him. Jesus tells the story about the judgment, and in it he says, there'll be those that say, Lord, Lord, why are you, why are you rejecting us? Why are you pushing us away? And his answer is just is, is rattling. I don't know you. And it isn't that he doesn't know. He, he knows every hair of your head. But there's a difference between knowing about you and having a relationship with you. Prayer helps us. Prayer leads us and, and gives us the, the time and effort and, and, and momentum and just everything to have a relationship with the living God. His desire is to give you the opportunity to have a relationship with Him that every day glorifies His name. He's God. He gets to be God. And He's given you the invitation to know him. How do we know him? Well, we, we're in his word. We, we read the Bible. That, that Bible is, is his word to us. It's his description of who he is. But it's also, also through spending time with him. Spending time with him in prayer and in meditation and listening for his voice. Knowing him deeply. And this morning, there's, this is so powerful. What we're doing once a year, I mean, it it's just the fact that we do it once a year is wonderful. We're stopping our morning and we're saying, God, we acknowledge you. We acknowledge that you exist. We acknowledge that we don't have the answers. We are humbling ourselves this morning and saying, we don't have the answers. We want to align our will with yours. And Lord, your will is that the name of Jesus be proclaimed up and down the St. Croix Valley but also that the lives of the people who live here are protected and blessed and educated and, and centered in your will. And that through this, by acknowledging him and seeking his face, we get to know him a little bit more this morning. My prayer for us this morning is that we walk out of here knowing him better than when we walked in. Amen. This time we're going to transition to prayer and put into practice these things that we just heard as a challenge from the Word of God to, to humble ourselves, align ourselves to God's will, and, and to know Him. We're going to have representatives from these different areas of, of our society, government, military, business and professional, emergency services, and education. Uh, a representative as well as one pastor for one of those areas come and lead us in prayer and uh, so I'm, what, what I'd like to do is I'm going to introduce the person who's praying, and then I'd like to have the people that are, are part of this category stand, and, and I'd like to just withhold applause, even though I know it's really, you want to do that. We actually did, did applaud all these categories, but we want the focus to be praying for these people in our community this morning. So 
At this time, I'm going to invite Dan Peterson, pastor of St. Lucas Community Church, to come and lead us in prayer for government. And if you are involved in any area of of government, uh, local, state, national, would you please stand and we're going to be, he's going to be including you in, in the time of prayer here. Let's pray. Almighty God, everlasting Father, loving Lord, just judge, holy, holy, holy is your name. Today we confess our sins as a nation. We have broken your commandments. We've ignored your righteous ways. We have pushed aside truth and moral principles by replacing them with a self-centered God. We repent of all our atrocities. We repent of legalizing the murder of the unborn. We repent for breaking laws. We repent for all injustices. Forgive us, Lord, for the lack of transparency, for deception, for lies and decency, and all illegal activity. Today we pray that the executive, legislative, and judicial branches of government would be convicted every time they do not act on behalf of the good of the people of this nation. We pray that all who hold office would realize their personal sinfulness and their daily need for the cleansing of their sin by Jesus Christ. We pray that they would recognize their personal inadequacy to fulfill their task and that they would depend upon you for knowledge, for wisdom, and the courage to do what is right. We pray that those who are motivated by selfishness Humanistic thinking and peer pressure will be humbled by your holy presence. We pray that our government will fight for liberty and justice for all. We pray that our government at all federal, state, and local community levels will correctly interpret and uphold the Constitution of the United States of America. Today, Father, we ask that you would intervene and turn the tide of the trends of socialism and humanism in this nation, both which deify man rather than you. And we ask that you would fight and protect our freedom to worship you as we choose. Please, Father, restore the dignity, honor, trustworthiness, and righteousness to the office each person holds. May every elected official be reminded daily that they are ultimately accountable to you, the Almighty God, for all the decisions that they make. Today, Father, we ask, too, that you may answer this in all our prayers on behalf of the government, for the sake of your name, for the glory of your name. And we pray this through the name of the one and only Son, our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. We're now going to pray for our military, and I'd like to invite Dave Ratte to come and lead us in that prayer. He is a native and current resident of Stillwater, is a former nuclear-trained U.S. Navy submarine officer. He deployed 13 times on board five submarines, commanded the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul, was Commodore of Submarine Squadron 17, and in his final tour in the Navy, he served as commanding officer and professor of naval science of the University of Minnesota's NROTC program. If you are a current uh, mili- serving, currently serving in the military or a veteran, would you please stand at this time as he prays?
Please join me in prayer. Eternal Father, strong to save, whose arm hath bound the restless wave, who bids the mighty ocean deep its own appointed limits keep, O hear us when we cry to thee for those in peril on the sea. Dear Lord God, you are a great and gracious God who commands the seas, land, and air like no other. Your reach is unmatched, and for that we are grateful as we come together in this day of prayer. We lift up to you our nation's military members, their families, and our military's uniform and civilian leaders. Lord, thank you for each of our soldiers, sailors, airmen, marine, and coast guardmen who have heeded the call to serve their country in this important manner. Comfort them during their times away from family and friends, frequently overseas or on foreign lands, and too often in harm's way. We pray that they hold up well under the strain of their profession, just as strong and courageous as your servant Joshua, and that you bless their efforts. We beseech you during times when they are under great stress that they demonstrate honorable behavior when under the strain of intense operations or combat, and that they call upon you for your guidance and support. Lord, let your will be done according to your purposes. Gracious Father, no military member serves alone. We ask that you look after those families who stand and wait for our service members. Give peace to the parents, spouses, children, siblings, and others who worry after our military, while our service members do our nation's bidding. Let them know their loved one's efforts are not in vain, but serve your purpose and your will. For those who mourn, we ask that they be comforted. Almighty Father, we specifically lift up our nation's leaders, from President Obama to Congress to the Secretary of Defense and his advisors, from the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs to the Joint Chiefs of Staff themselves and the combatant commanders. May they be humble, may they align themselves to you, and may they know you. As they set our nation's foreign policy and defense strategy, may you play a hand in their decisions. We ask that they seek your infinite wisdom when they make plans so that you will be, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, please do not stop there, but rather speak to the individual commanders appointed over each unit. Give them wisdom for their actions, and may they lead their men and women in the field, on the ocean, and in the sky with a clean heart and a clear mind. May our leaders and service members be meek, merciful, pure in heart, and peacemakers. May, they, may their efforts be according to your purpose so that we may rejoice and be glad. Finally, Lord, we ask your blessings on this group who serve us so that we may serve you more fully. In Christ's holy name, amen. This time I'll invite Rick Swanson, owner of Dunn Brothers Coffee Shop, to come and lead us in prayer for the business and professional area. If you are involved in the business and professional areas, would you please stand at this time? Father, we worship you today, and we are so thankful for you. We love you, Lord, and we appreciate you. Father, we come to you today in the mighty name of your son, Jesus, the one who made the way for us by giving his life for us, purchasing our redemption with his precious blood. You, Jesus, are the greatest example of love the world has ever known. 
Help us to follow your example of love by putting others ahead of ourselves. Father, as businessmen and women, we ask for your wisdom and insight in doing business. Help us to see the good in the people we deal with each and every day. Help us to see the potential in our staff and coworkers. Holy Spirit, remind us continually that in all dealings we represent the King of all creation. Remind us that as business people, we are ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven here on earth. When people deal with us, may they, may they sense we are servants of the king. And as your representatives, we are fair and just in our dealings. Father, we are thankful for your precious promises in your word given to us to guide us on the path of life. Thank you for those promises that are given to us that we might have good success. You, Lord, are the greatest businessman we know. May we learn from your word, and may we press in to hear your voice and sense your leading in all we do. Holy Spirit, remind us to be diligent in all we do. Remind us we do our work unto you and that staff and customers are watching us. May our lives reveal a glimpse of the character of your dear Son. Father, as diligent as we must be in this competitive world, remind us, teach us to get quiet with you each day. As we spend time with you in your word, train, mentor, correct, and love us by your still small voice. You said in your word we would find you if we would seek you with our whole heart. Holy Spirit, remind us that we are your sons and daughters who are greatly loved by our Heavenly Father. Holy Spirit, teach us to profit that we would be a blessing financially to our families, friends, and neighbors. May we learn from you new ways, creative ways of doing business that better lives and bring success. Thank you for your word that gives us many examples of abundance, profiting, and good returns, and that that is a good thing. Lord, give us a heart of compassion to those in need. May we always carry a thankful and grateful heart. Remind us that your blessings are meant to be shared and enjoyed. We love you, Father, and we are excited for the future because you go before us. Thank you for this community, this area, this country. Forgive us for wrongs we have done to others and help us to forgive wrongs done to us. Thank you for your love. And may Stillwater and the St. Croix Valley know we are your children because they see you in us. In the mighty, matchless name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Next, we'd like to pray for emergency services. And Nick Witter will come and lead us in prayer for that. Nick is the Lake Elmo Fire Captain and Lieutenant of Corrections. If you are involved in any area of emergency services, would you stand at this time? Can you hear me? Um, before I pray, I had to say one thing to trump you, and I, I don't think my pastor even was aware of this, um, but all these sevens that you speak of, well, I happen to have been born on uh, 7-7 of 77. So when, it, when I saw it was the 7th annual and it was on May 7th, that had me going too, so it was, uh, got my attention. Brothers and sisters, you pray with me. Heavenly Father, at this time I want to raise up a 
men and women that uh, serve our communities in the law enforcement and fire and EMS capacities and so many that are uh, not in a uniform but supporting us, whether it be through answering the radio or answering that 911 call. At this time, I, I especially want to lift up the, the families that are left behind when their uh, loved ones, whether it's a 3 o'clock fire page or a horrible event they see on the news that involves their family. Pray that they would uh, understand that no matter what's happening and whatever they see or hear, that uh, we're truly in your hands. And for the responders themselves, so many times uh, we see the um, some of the worst things that humanity can offer us. And I pray that uh, our walking wounded, those that have experienced and have seen these things and these events, have the... Uh, they get that reminder from you that uh, in some way, shape, or form that they are providing a service, that they are uh, essential to be there, even if they feel helpless. But above all, I, I pray that uh, we get those reminders that you are in charge and that this is all in your hands, and no matter how powerless or helpless we feel sometimes, especially in those capacities where we're supposed to be able to help, that um, sometimes we just have to sit back and, and let you uh, take over. I pray all this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. last area that we'll pray for is education this morning. I'll invite Tyler LaGrave to lead us in that prayer. He's a math tutor at Mathnasium here in Stillwater and also gives private lessons in English and music. At this time, if you are involved as, a, as an educator or an administrator in education, would you please stand as we pray for this area? morning. Let's pray. Father in heaven, it's an awesome thing to come into your presence, knowing that it was by your wisdom that the foundations of the earth were laid and the skies were stretched out, that you know the path of the storm and you, by your power and by your wisdom, send the lightning on the earth and the thunder that makes us stand in awe of your majesty. And it's your knowledge and your wisdom that have, have brought all these things about through your Son, Jesus Christ. And we praise you also because in Jesus Christ, your Son, dwell all the hidden riches of wisdom and knowledge. And we acknowledge that if we were to find all the knowledge, all the education and instruction that the world has to offer, that if we didn't find your son, we would have nothing. Father, we pray for education in our community, in our nation, in our world, in a day when there's a generation of young people who 
through their power and affluence, at least seeming affluence, who knows how long in your wisdom you'll let that last, but a generation that has the ability to entertain themselves beyond measure and to avoid this search for wisdom and knowledge that those who in times of trial in the past have been forced to study and forced to seek. We pray in this age when wisdom and knowledge may be waning that you would help and protect those who seek to preserve for the next generation the truth of the gospel and the knowledge that's beneficial for society, mathematics and history and science and language, all of the things of the humanities that make us human and that reflect your goodness, the studies that reflect your, your goodness and your creativity even. Lord, we pray that there would be truth in education. We pray that we wouldn't just be handing to the next generation tools of greater power for their own destruction as they learn how, how to think and, and how to use mathematics and science and engineer and, and all, sorts of, all sorts of pursuits which in themselves can be good, but in the hands of those who are evil and who lack virtue and who don't know Christ can become tools for more powerfully destroying humanity. We pray for mercy that education wouldn't be separated from virtue and the knowledge of God. We pray for those who are teaching these subjects that you'd help them to teach clearly that you'd help them to persevere even when young people, some in their classrooms, don't, don't seem to have any interest. We pray for parents who've chosen to homeschool, that you'd give them the grace and the strength necessary to maintain a, a high level of education while also promoting the virtues that they believe are important for their children. We pray for those in private schools, particularly for those in Christian schools, that those who teach there and even those who attend there would never think pridefully of their position, being able to teach the gospel openly, being able to teach the scriptures openly, and that they wouldn't assume that just because it's a Christian school that the children are, are automatically going to be better and wiser, but they would pursue with all diligence good education for the children. We pray for all the students in this area that they would study hard, that they would understand what's being taught to them, and that they'd pursue it not for their own glory, but in order to be better servants of society. We pray also for those who are studying in theological studies, studying to be pastors, that is, Pastor John said already, that they wouldn't be seeking just to know about you, Lord, but they would seek to know you. Father, we pray for education that we would find true knowledge in Christ. And we pray that the gospel would be preserved for the next generation. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Brothers and sisters, it's been good to meet together today and to spend some time in prayer. It's a good event to, to bring us together to do this. But we're challenged to continue in prayer 
not only th- through the day, but as a, as a practice in life. Let's put into practice what we've been challenged by today. That's what's beating if you're hearing that. And uh, as, as, as we depart from here uh, shortly, let's just continue to go to the Lord throughout the day in prayer. Thank you again for coming and being a part of this. Uh, thank you for those who, who led in prayer. And if you didn't fill out the back side of your ticket, please do that and then leave the ticket at your table so that uh, we have a record of, of, of how to contact you for next year to invite you to the event again next year. At this time, one of the pastors from the Stillwater Evangelical Free Church, Nick Hart, is going to come and lead us in a closing prayer and the benediction, and then you are free to, to leave. All right, thanks, Shad. And... Uh... Just, just as you said, um, and on behalf of the churches, uh, we want to thank you for being here and uh, joining us for this, this morning. There's only one appropriate way for us to end a prayer breakfast, and that, of course, is with prayer. So uh, one last time together, will you, will you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us here this morning for a refreshing time of food, of fellowship with other believers. What of a time to get together and lift up the concerns of our community and to put it in your hands. Lord, I thank you that you are a God that delights in hearing our prayers. Lord, you are a Father that delights in giving us good gifts. We lift this community up to you. And Lord, especially we remember that as we walk out of this room this morning, as we go back to our jobs and our duties and raising our children, that we are to be a light for you in this community. Lord, that we would go out and clearly represent that we have a relationship with you. God, that people would see our good works and not bring glory to us, but recognize you living through us and give glory to you. Lord, we lift up this valley. We lift up all these areas of education and government and all the services that we have here, and we give them to you. We just pray that you would continue to be with us, live through us, and glorified through us. In your name, Jesus, amen.